and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. If you're a mom trying to show the love of Jesus to your family, but the clutter in your home keeps you overwhelmed and frustrated, you have come to the right place. On this podcast, you will hear easy step-by-step tips to declutter and create systems so you can keep your home organized and finally walk in the peace God has promised you. Need some accountability? I've got you covered there too. Join the Accountability Club, a community of like-minded mamas decluttering and systemizing our homes together. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome back to the show. This is episode number two of our ADHD series in which we are going to be talking about managing our home with ADHD, whether it's you or your child or your spouse or anyone who lives in your family who may be struggling with their ADHD. And I'm going to be talking about minimalism and decluttering and systems and getting organized and just creating an environment in our home that supports the person who has ADHD. So I hope you're excited for this series. I hope that you share it with a friend who may be struggling in her home as well. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode, which was episode number 139, I shared my personal story of how I have been living with my child who is currently 10 years old and I suspect that he has ADHD. He is not diagnosed. We've never needed him to be formally diagnosed because we have homeschooled him his entire life. He recently started a private school, which he is thriving. And um, yeah, if you haven't listened to, to that episode, I share with you the how minimalism has benefited him and has also benefited me, um, someone who has struggled with focus sometimes. Because if I am honest, and if we're honest with ourselves, we all struggle with focus this day and age. There is so much coming at us, and we have to be extremely disciplined in order to filter out those things that vie for our attention. So as I was preparing for this episode, which is titled 10 Ways Decluttering Your Home Can Help ADHD and Your Ability to Focus, a Bible scripture came to mind. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Now, how does that relate to our home and our ability to focus? Well, when we are confused when we are scattered, when we don't have clarity in our life, we lack the ability to focus. It hinders our ability to be able to concentrate on one thing, one task, one area at a time. And we feel like we are turning in circles. So keeping that scripture in mind and meditating on those words, God is not the author of confusion. He does not create confusion. His very nature and the creation that he has given us is not confusing at all, but it is when man steps in that we create the confusion and we create the chaos. And so knowing that, it can give us the courage to push forward and to weed out 
the confusion in our life. So I'm going to share with you again, 10 ways decluttering all of that confusion and all of that chaos, how it can actually help your ability to focus. So what does decluttering do for us? Well, number one, it increases our ability to focus. It gives us a clean environment and it minimizes the distractions, things that are vying for our attention. When you have simplified your environment, you know exactly what needs to get done. You minimize the confusion and you increase the focus. There is fewer stimuli that are surrounding you and your environment doesn't feel chaotic. It's very simplified and clean and clear, and it provides you with a lot of clarity. And again, let me reemphasize, clarity increases your focus. And so you have to put in the hard work to provide clarity for yourself. Number two, it reduces your overwhelm. Again, I will reemphasize that clutter creates a lot of overwhelm in our life. And when we are living beyond our capacity, that is when overwhelm sets in. A lot of y'all are young moms and you are in the trenches of raising toddlers and teenagers. Hello, that is me. And my capacity is very, very low because I want to focus on the things that matter most, which is my children and raising them well, raising them to be capable human beings. And so when we have our priorities straight, and we know what our purpose in life is, we know the goals that we want to achieve, then we start creating an environment that supports that effort. We don't just mindlessly collect things and let them build up around us in in a way that basically chokes us out. It chokes out our, our clarity and our clearness and our ability to really focus on what matters most. So, When we declutter, when we weed out what is not important, we are able to reduce our overwhelm. Number three, you're going to improve your time management. I, if you are someone like me who time is your most prized possession, I mean, we, we are only all given a certain amount of time. And sadly, we are letting the stuff that we are managing steal and rob us of those precious days and precious hours that we want to spend our life doing the things that really matter to us. When we get to be 80 years old, I always said this when I chose to homeschool and stay home with my kids when they were little, I said, when I'm 80 years old, I don't want to look back and have regret. And so really think about the future. Think about when you're that 80 year old person, what do you want to look back and say you spent all of your time doing? You want to be able to have an account for that. You want to know that you spend it on making memories for your kids because they won't live with you forever. I hope that you will use it well. And I pray that you will, you will fill it up with things that matter most to you. So when we declutter and weed out the things that are stealing us from that time, that we want to be doing the things that really are important to us, then we're able to expand time. I promise you, it's a really, really neat thing. I'm able to sit on the porch in the evenings and drink, well, I don't drink coffee, but my husband does. I can watch him drink coffee. (laughs) I'm able to, you know, get to bed on time and then still have a clean kitchen. I'm able to really put my phone down. Y'all, 
Our phones steal so much of our lifespan. It is, it, it's a trap. It really is. My, my middle son, he is a seventh grader right now, and we are, we are having to deal with phone addiction. He is, um, he has to, he's not allowed to this week get on his phone in the morning time before school. And I found him because they have to keep their phones beside our bed at night. I found him in my room on the, on the bed, getting on his phone. And I was looking at him and he caught my eyes and he saw nothing wrong with it. He was like, Hey, what you doing? I was like, what are you doing? And it took him a minute to register the habit of picking up the phone. And it's a habit that I want to break because I want to give him the gift of a real life, a real human experience, not just a virtual one where his eyes are glued. I want him to feel. I want him to struggle. I want him to to touch things. I want him to see things. I want him to feel it and hear it and smell it. I want him to do all of those things. And so that is something he didn't even realize he was mindlessly picking up his phone and robbing himself of precious minutes in the morning where he could just be relaxed or sit at the breakfast table. His breakfast was cold and he actually walked out the door without it. So anyway, I hope that this encourages you to declutter so that you can expand your time. Number four, it's going to lessen the chances of losing items. For my son who is ADHD, that is something that we struggle with a lot. When it comes to swim practice, he's like, mom, where's my swim trunks? I'm like, they should be in the same place that I tell you to put them. He has two swim practices a week. And so when he comes home from swim practice, I tell him, go to the bathroom, take off your swim trunks, hang them up on the hook, the towel hook, and then take take a shower. And so if he doesn't follow those instructions, then of course he's going to lose items. And so when you simplify your space, you simplify your, your environment, it decreases your chances of losing items. Now, will you still lose items? Yes, because you are, you are working on that muscle to be able to focus. Remember anything that we're not good at, we can become good at them. If we take one thing at a time and work it just like we are working a muscle that we want to strengthen. Okay. So see, see this as a focus muscle that you want to improve. Number five is that you are going to gain a sense of control. When we are mindlessly collecting things, we feel eventually we feel very out of control. We feel like we are, we have lost control in our house. Things are piling up and in our effort to do good by collecting these good items, we lose more and more of ourself. We lose that control. We can no longer control the clutter or the pickup or the habits or the routines of our family because it's beyond our capacity to manage it. So when you declutter, when you simplify your space, simplify your home, you gain that sense of control that all humans really want. You want to have autonomy. You want to have some kind of self-control. When you are out of control, it feels very chaotic and nobody wants to live in that state. Number six is that you make starting tasks a lot easier. When your space is simplified, when it is tidy, when it is really, really minimal, the tasks that you need to get done 
are actually easier to start because they're obvious, they're easy, they're attractive, they're desirable. And like, for instance, if you desire to make your bed, then you need to set up your environment or I'm not going to say you need or you should, but it would be advantageous to you to set up your environment that makes making up the bed really, really simple and really easy. That might mean decluttering extra pillows. That might mean getting a, what is the bed, the bedding that has the zippers on it? Betty, I don't know, <laughs> but it, it might mean taking those extra steps to get bedding that's easy to make. It might mean decluttering around your bed because it's hard to get to your bed and make it. So when we simplify our space, it makes starting those tasks that are necessary to our well-being a lot easier to start. Number seven, you are going to be able to boost your self-esteem. I mean, when you feel in control of your life, and I'm not saying from a place of you need to control everything, you know the difference. Being a controlling person and having some self-control and controlling your environment and the life that you are creating, it is definitely going to pay off and boost your self-esteem. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel like you've got your act together. I remember back in the day, always feeling like I need to get it together. And so you're going to invite friends to come over if that's what you desire. You're going to leave the house feeling prepared, feeling confident, not feeling like you're showing up everywhere as a hot mess express. You are going to have a greater self-esteem. You're actually going to get to know who the real person is, who you are. Think about who you were before you had kids, if you're a mom. Along the way, you lose more and more of who that person is. And so when you weed out, when you get back to what's within your capacity to handle, you get to know yourself again and what you desire and what your likes are and what your hob what hobbies you want to take up. Like I have been thinking, I want to learn how to play the piano again. I want to, while my kids are at school, maybe go take a piano lesson and practice that. I want to do these things just because I'm 40 years old doesn't mean I can't learn something new or do a hobby. You know, you really get to know who you are and it boosts your self-esteem and your confidence. It's really strange how that happens, but trust me, through the decluttering process, you get to know yourself again. Number eight, you're going to sleep better. <laughs> yes, because you're, you're going to get to bed on time and without worrying about your surroundings. It's it's amazing the impact that clutter has on our sleep, on our like we're getting really good sleep. All right, number 9. You're going to increase your creativity. Now I already touched on this a little bit when I talked about your self-esteem, but you're going to have the capacity to be creative again. And so when you minimize what responsibilities you have and the things that you're keeping up with, it's going to increase your creativity. It's also going to increase your creativity in how you decorate and style your home. You're going to create a space that's beautiful for you. And uh, let me just stress this outside of social media and internet influences. Okay. Your home doesn't have to look like an HGTV home. It can look like however you want it to look like. If you like figurines and little knickknacks on different shelves, then go for it. <laughs> but if you like 
you know, a more minimal space, but it still gives off this cozy vibe, then you don't need all the crafty clutter that, you know, country homes or the country garden magazine shows that you have to have. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. I will have a cozy home and it will also be minimal. (laughs) And then the last one, number 10, is it will lower your anxiety. Yes, it really will. It will allow you to be less, less stressed in a messy environment. Now, there's a difference between clutter and just an untidy space. I have a lot of clients that I work with personally, and they get hung up afterwards, after we're done decluttering, that their spaces end up being messy again. Mess is going to happen unless you treat your home like a museum, which I refuse to do. I want to actually live in my home, but your home is going to get out of order. It's going to get disarrayed sometimes. That is when you have to reset. You have to take time to create habits, daily habits, to reset your spaces. So in the next episode, I'm going to share with you some practical ways to now declutter your space. Now that you know the effects and the benefits that having a minimal space but through decluttering and setting up systems has for you, now you're like, okay, well, I get it. I'm on board. How do I do it without getting overwhelmed? Because a lot of you will start decluttering and then you'll lose focus and things will pile up and then you're just overwhelmed. So I'm going to share with you a very practical way. This is how I coach all of my clients through decluttering their homes. I use this for my neurotypical clients as well as my ADHD clients because we all have trouble focusing. If you have a cluttered space, more than likely you have at one point had trouble focusing and you probably still do because your home is still cluttered. So I'm going to share with you the exact method and the exact steps that I use for my own self, as well as for my clients in the next episode. Now, if you just want to not wait until that episode or the entire series comes out, hop into the Accountability Club. That is an online club. It's very, very simple, very minimal, and it gives you just enough to make some good progress in your home without the overwhelm. I have an Ask Me Anything call that is coming up next Tuesday. So if you have a burning question, make sure you get into the Accountability Club so that you can get on that call with me. So then you'll get, if you join in October, you'll get all of the content from October, and then you'll be with us as we start November, which is when we are going to be going through our home and decluttering our clothes before Christmas. So the next couple of months that I have lined up for you is November. We're going to be decluttering clothes, and I'm going to be giving you a laundry system. Um, So I'm going to be walking you through creating a laundry system and keeping up with it, as well as giving you an opportunity to be held accountable for that. So if you have been struggling with laundry, that is where you need to be for November is in the accountability club. And then in December, we're going to be decluttering our kitchen and I am going to be sharing with you a meal plan each month. After that, we are going to be sharing our individual meal plans, ideas for meals for the, for the week and sharing those, holding each other accountable and you will be able to get lots of ideas, but also be encouraged to actually do your meal plan and follow through with that each and every week. All right, friends, I will see you right here on Friday as I share that room by room decluttering guide for ADHD minds.
Hey friend, before you go, I wanted to tell you more about the Accountability Club. Each month, we'll tackle a new space in our homes and work together to declutter and set up systems so we can easily maintain order without getting overwhelmed. You'll get a new decluttering tutorial each month, the coaching and accountability you need to actually follow through, and encouragement without judgment from other Christian moms in a safe environment. And guess what? The entire club is off of social media, so you don't have to worry about distractions the world may throw at you. Sweet friend, if you're feeling stuck in your decluttering journey, this is the place for you. Click the link below to try out the Accountability Club and start decluttering today.